Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, Georgians are getting to see political opponents square off in debates. Last Friday, it was U.S. Senate race in Senator Raphael Warnock and challenger Herschel Walker. Monday night, it was Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams in the gubernatorial debate. Also this week, Congressman Buddy Carter has his long-anticipated showdown with challenger Wade Herring. Savannah Morning News journalist Will Peebles joins today's commute to break down the debates we've already seen as well as what's to come. Good day, Savannah, from all of us here at savannahnow.com. This is the Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. I am your host, Adam Van Brimmer, opinion columnist and a deputy editor at the Savannah Morning News. Today's Commute episode is all about the Georgia election and candidate debates, which are coming fast and furious now that early voting is underway and Election Day, November the 8th, is approaching. My colleague, Will Peebles, is in Atlanta and will serve as a panelist for today's U.S. House District 1 debate. But before he does that, He spent some time with us here on the podcast. Before Will and I break down the debates, let me tell you about the commute's presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. We're on the cusp of a move here at Savannah Morning News, and we know who to call to help us design and outfit our new space. That's right, Scott Center and his team at National Office Systems. They've been helping Savannah businesses with their office needs since the 1980s. National Office Systems offers more than 200 product lines, including a new collaboration from two of the office furniture industry's leaders, Herman Miller and Knoll, also known as Miller Knoll. If your office space needs a refresh, National Office Systems can help. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's www.natoffsys.com. Now to the debate over the debates with Will Peebles. Going on to commute by Will Peebles, journalist, Savannah Morning News. It is Tuesday morning. It is 1120. By my clock, Will is in Atlanta. I am in Savannah. Will is in Atlanta because he is part of the panelists for the Wade Herring and Buddy Carter debate and will be available both live and and not live afterward. <laughs> the oh, video will be available on gpb.com of the first debate between these two candidates. And of course, tomorrow they will debate again in what is kind of an unusual setup to debate two days in a row. Tomorrow's debate will be here in Savannah at WTOC in their studio and will air at seven o'clock. And I'm sure that they will make that debate available on their website afterward as well. So we've got two days of Buddy and Wade, which I think is something we've been waiting for pretty much since January 6, January of 2021, when uh, when Wade Herring called out Buddy Carter. And we're going to we're going to circle back to that, though, before we go down that rabbit hole. And let's talk about a debate that we've already seen. Of course, Will and I were part of the team that covered the Herschel Walker-Raphael Warnock debate last Friday at Plant Riverside. Will and I did it remotely. We had some reporters there on the scene, but Will and I were doing it remotely and doing a lot of the the analysis and the fact check and the column writing. And um, Will, let's start with general impressions. I'm just going to say that that was by far the fastest paced 
debate I'd ever been a part of and was very, very hard to, to kind of keep track of what was some really good stuff. When you listen to it, I've had a chance to go back and listen to it again. Uh, some pretty interesting comments by, by the candidates, but really big picture version. What was your major one or two takeaways from that debate? First takeaway, uh, Tina Tyus Shaw um, should just moderate every debate ever. She ran that thing. It was the Fox Five guy whose name escapes me. Also did great, but Buck something or other. Yeah, Buck. Yeah, Buck. You were good too, dude. But man, Tina blew me away. It was it was amazing. She she threw down and like I don't know if you live in Savannah, you've seen her work before. You know she's good at her job. But I, I don't know just to be up there and to be able to take. Uh, command of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm like <laughs> trying to channel that today uh, yeah. in my own panel. Yeah. Especially own. the big moment with the batch, right? I mean, I think that's what everybody remembers, was going to remember her for. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I do want to come back to the badge moment because that's sure. kind of um, in my mind, you know, the thing that everybody was expecting the debate to be for the whole hour, but it wasn't. Sure. But it wasn't. Yeah. But, we'll, but we'll get back to that. Um, but no, uh, genuinely, that was that's my first takeaway. I just want to go out the gate and just be like, I am a, a Tina Tyshaw stan. I will, I will, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it, man. She should be any. If we have a debate in Savannah, she should be involved with it. Um, just because I don't know. You, you, you see these debates nowadays, and um, a lot of times the panelists and moderators they just let the let the candidates run all over them because it's like you know those are those are huge figures out there, right? Like Herschel Walker isn't even elected yet, and he's arguably the more famous person on stage, right? Like you know, ask every Georgian who Raphael Warnock is, and you know, I, I most of them are going to know, but pretty much everybody knows who Herschel Walker. So like you know, these are big names; these are people with. Um, you know they're they're celebrities, right? And then and sometimes celebrities come with the ego to match, um, and she handled that really well. But anyway, um, on to the actual politics of it. My impression, I told you this that night. Um, you wrote a column beforehand where it, it was after the Herschel comments at the port, where he was like, uh, "I'm just a country boy. I'm not that I'm not smart. very smart." Yeah, man, you hit the nail on the head. I thought because you wrote that column that was like, uh, "If Herschel is like, it was a savvy move on his part." Which, yeah, lower expectations. Yeah, and he he not only lowered the expectations, he also exceeded those low expectations um, because, yeah, you know, like I said, I feel like everybody was there waiting for the bad air from China comments or the what was the one about um, you got to eat right for the yeah. for the insulin to work with a very particular type of diabetes. Um, right, I'm not very familiar with that, but like it's yeah, I don't know. People were waiting on that the whole night, and what they got instead was uh, a, a man who came off as just you know, a regular guy, genuine, just a genuine, uh, earnest, um, you know, work hard, play football. I don't know. Like, like there were so many times where it was just like, I know Herschel Walker. Like I grew up in rural Georgia. I played football. I know the type, right. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like being able to connect on that level and not, and the whole goal for Herschel the whole night was to make himself look earnest and therefore Raphael Warnock look like this, you know, out of touch, removed uh, figurehead DC beltway person. Right. And I think he did that. Like, <laughs> I really do think he did that. I was, I was texting my friends um, during the debate and I was like, y'all Herschel is doing insanely well right now. Um, and they're like, what are you watching? He just said all the other stuff. And I was like, yeah, but like, think about this from an undecided voters perspective, because most of those are going to be in the center and on the right. If you're already voting for Herschel Walker, 
Mm-hmm. You probably don't care what Herschel Walker has to say. You know, the abortion stuff that came out, that's not going to change your vote. You're already voting for a football player to represent Georgia in the U.S. Senate. Like, what is going to change your mind if you've already gone that far into the decision-making process, right? Because, like, I don't know, like, Raphael Warnock clearly knows more about the workings and goings-on of the Senate. But, you know, Herschel, uh, if you're voting for Herschel, I don't think you saw anything that's going to change your mind the other night. And I think... With Raphael, the way that he dodged those questions, a lot of questions, especially about Biden running in 24, didn't want to hitch his cart too close to that wagon, especially about the Supreme Court expansion, didn't want to hitch his uh, horse to that cart either. And it's like, if I'm an undecided centrist voter and they're usually kind of kind of like all politicians are bad, that's that's a generalization, but that's generally the vibe that I get from them. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to see Raphael Warnock's performance the other night and be like, yeah, you know what? That's the guy. Right. And I like it's for that reason. I genuinely think if there's a winner there, there never really is a winner of a debate. But if there was one to, for Friday, it'd be Herschel. Man. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you bring up Warnock and Warnock was articulate, as he always is, made some good points. But he's a Baptist preacher. And I never got the sense, and maybe it was a product of the debate and being so fast-paced and, and, and having such a firm, the moderators having such firm control. I never felt like we really got that side of him. And that made Walker's earnest, aw shucks, you know, I'm one of you, resonate even more. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and the thing, I don't know, it, 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 he he's a very severe guy, right? He's a serious person. He's not you know, um, jokey, like I, I've never heard him like make more than one joke in a well, puppy ads. You know, he's more yeah. puppy ads. He, that ain't puppy ad Raphael Warnock no more, man. It, <laughs> it ain't, that's, that's, that's last 2020 Raphael Warnock, you know, mm-hmm. like I, there wasn't, there were no puppies up there. It was all business, all severity. And yeah, I don't know how well that played, man. I'll be honest. Um, but, right. but you know, with with Warnock, it's it's kind of the same thing as Herschel. You know, like how many people, how many people can really truly be pulled at this point? And that's kind of the question for all politics, right? Like, if 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 you're voting against someone in your party, for the most part, for the most part, I know there's voters out there who vote, um, you know, rainbow ballot or whatever, but it's. It's hard. It's hard to really convince somebody off of their side, you know, because those D's and the R they have so much value, and you know, um, and the way that it's framed now, messaging is framed. It's like if you don't vote all Democrat or if you don't vote all Republican, then you are a bad whatever party you belong to. Yeah, not a lot of split ticket voting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think the debate is really going to hurt either of them, but I think right. it's gonna help, I think it's going to help Herschel more than it would help Warnock. Yeah. Yeah, that was my takeaway was this was really about Herschel potentially giving a little bit of easing some hesitation amongst Republican voters who who they're going to vote for Brian Kemp. Uh, but Herschel Walker, eh, maybe I'm going to vote Libertarian. Maybe I'm even going to cross over because of Warnock showing some bipartisanship. I'm willing to cross over. But did Herschel do enough to kind of assuage those people's hesitations? about voting for Herschel. Um, and did he do that? And then secondly, how many people are there? Is it enough to swing the election? If we blink, if we believe the polls and the polls say that Warnock is, is ahead four points, which is in a race like this is a huge lead. Um, did he do enough to, to close the gap? And quite frankly, did he do enough to throw it into a runoff? Because I think that's really his only chance at this point is to throw it into a runoff because um, Chase, 
and I call it, I want to call him Chase Elliott because I had that typed in the story the other day and I went and I realized Chase Elliott is a NASCAR driver. The libertarian candidate is not Chase Elliott. And, not a NASCAR driver. and now I can't remember his name again. So go figure, but Chase Oliver, Chase Oliver. So therefore, um, Oliver has a chance to, to throw it into a runoff um, if Herschel was able to pull some of those voters kind of off the sidelines was, was my take. When's the runoff? December 6th this time? Uh, yeah, I'd have to look it up. I think it's four weeks later. So, yeah. I want to say that's right. I want to say it's December 6th. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it does go to a runoff, oh, God forbid. Uh, if it does go to a runoff. <laughs> More debate. We need another debate. Yeah, I want another one. Bring it back. It's just Herschel, Buck, Tina, and uh, Raphael just in the <laughs> in the in the middle of the Savannah Morning News atrium. We can we can do right. it. All right. Uh, right. So that but, debate is behind us. Uh, I guess we can talk real briefly point, on the governor's debate. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One other point on Herschel and Warnock. Um, something that I thought was super interesting that I think is kind of getting glossed over in the, you know, got to eat right versus the badge, the, 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 you know, the memeable sound clips or whatever in that debate. Um, they asked Herschel Walker if Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Herschel Walker said, yes, Joe Biden won Georgia in 2020 and Raphael Warnock won Georgia in 2020, which are two points that, for the last year and even like now man even now there are you know members of the republican contingency that do not believe that a like, lot of members a lot like of members. a lot like it is borderline a like a party issue right it, it's it's almost like a platform for a lot of candidates we saw a lot of folks running on it in the primary um you know Kemp and like it was david purdue a governor's candidate yeah albert jones lieutenant yeah. governor yeah, you know, but, you know, David was a little more high profile. I feel like people know more. But, you know, it, it like that was his only thing. It was like Brian Kemp gave it to Biden. That was his entire campaign. And, you know, we have a Senate candidate up there saying, yeah, Biden won. I don't know if that was but like. Then a, he turned around later, embraced Trump and said, I love Trump. So I think maybe that may have. Yeah, that was, a, that was another thing that I think Raphael Warnock could have done. I'm armchair quarterback in here, but. The whole thing with Herschel, he kept bring, he kept trying to tie um, Warnock to Biden. Like he's voted yeah. with Biden ninety six percent of the time. Right. Be right. like Herschel, if you had to estimate how many times you would vote with Donald Trump, what do you right. think that would be? And you know, like what's the yeah, difference? That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah other than um, like a grass is greener thing with with right. Trump versus Biden. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, if Trump was in there right now, inflation would still be bad. Yeah, <laughs> Every it's, it's not like, all. It's not right? everything has to do with the president. So we promised everybody we'd get back to the badge. Let's set this up for those who don't yeah. know, which are very few of you listening to this that don't know. Was at one point uh, Raphael Warnock. Uh, challenged Walker and said that Warnock said, I've never pretended to be a police officer, which was in reference to Walker earlier in a campaign saying that he had done some FBI training at Quantico, that he had uh, he had participated with law enforcement around the state and had been given a, an honorary badge. During the debate, when Walker challenged him on it, uh, Warnock challenged him on it, Walker Double down, pulled out his honorary badge. I guess it's come out since that it was for Johnson County, which is his his home county, and and put it on display. Tina ties, Shaw chastised him for that. But did, from your perspective, was that an endearing moment for him, or is that a hide your eyes, oh my gosh, kind of moment for? for uh, again, we got to go back to the point where it's like, what is going to make you not vote for Herschel Walker if you've already decided that a 
guy whose greatest achievement in his life is being the best UGA football player in history deserves mm-hmm. to run, you know, the most probably the, like the most powerful body of government <laughs> that exists, period. You know, like he should he should be one fiftieth of that. Um and I gotta be honest, him pulling out a police badge, even if it's a prop, dude, he he got more votes with that. He didn't lose a person, right? Like, because you know, uh, the right loves police. They and they love the Herschel Walker loves police. It's always been, you know, um, and you know, maybe it's Ernest, maybe Herschel Walker also loves cops, but you know, uh it, it's it's to me, if I'm a Republican voter and I'm already voting for a football player for the Senate. Ah, who cares right, dude? right on there you go. yeah it's like you show those media you know those crooked journalists right like like yeah you bring a prop that's not a prop it's real which is right. what said, right. so. right. pardon me as i break in here but i want to take the opportunity to encourage you to subscribe to the savannah town square opinion newsletter every week subscribers to the newsletter get a sneak peek at an opinion commentary Get to weigh in on a Vox Populi topic, get caught up on our latest podcast episodes, and get access to a collection of our latest opinion works. All of that delivered to your email inbox every Tuesday morning. Go to savannahnow.com slash newsletters and sign up. One more time, that's savannahnow.com slash newsletters. And you don't have to subscribe to the Savannah Morning News or savannahnow.com to get the newsletter. There are no excuses. Now, back to the debate discussion with Will Peebles. I, I don't want to get too far down the governor's debate rabbit hole because I want to make sure we have time to talk about the, the U.S. House race. But, of course, Kemp and Abrams debated last night. We've seen this before four years ago. It was pretty entertaining then. It was pretty entertaining last night. But, again, did you hear anything that surprised you, anything that you think maybe changes any voters' minds? No, Abrams is still shooting for this centrist pull, like the Biden path, which is kind of what Warnock did too, now that I'm thinking about it. And I I just don't know how much room there is there, especially when you have Brian Kemp, whose entire occupation is like from the dead center to like three quarters right, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, further right from that, you got some people who are hesitant to vote for Kemp, but they're certainly not voting for Abrams, you know. Right. Um, and, and if I they just, go to the polls, they're probably going to vote for Kemp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or you know, like write in Donald Trump or something, right? Like it. There's, there's no. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't see anything that changed my mind, you know, or or that I thought would change a lot of voters' minds. Abrams was uh, talked about, you know, being tough on crime, which is weird, but you know, that's kind of been her whole bag this whole time with the GSP raises and the police officer support and all that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Abrams is, and all most Democrats in Georgia now are kind of thinking the same way I was about Walker. Like they probably got the far left Georgia right already, just in the bag. So they got to fight for and claw for what they can get. And I think that's in the center and the center right, um, which Wade is also doing. Wade Herring is also doing in the first district. So right. And before we before we head to that, so we're three weeks from election day. Four years ago, Abrams and Kemp picked up a tremendous amount of steam in those last three weeks. Now, granted, they were lesser known then. People know who they are now. Uh, they both have a record to run on. Kemp officially, Abrams somewhat unofficially, but still a record. Do you see the same momentum in the 11th hour this time that we saw four years ago? 
I mean, if I, I'll be honest, I hadn't seen any momentum from either yet. Uh, like mm-hmm. to be totally honest, I feel like that one, despite it being so big, despite it being this, you know, epic rematch of 2018 and all this, where, where is this? You know, I, I hear an ad every now and then like Spotify will throw one in for during a podcast and it's Walker and it's the governor's race. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like I have not seen um, maybe, maybe the support, for Stacey Abrams that I saw with young people last time, like people were fired up, man. We wrote stories about like her grassroots campaigns and right, stuff right. like on the ground in Savannah. Um, and yeah. and like, Kemp you know, was in Savannah every other day. It seemed like, uh, Oh yeah. The last really month of the season, the uh, last month of the election season. Yeah. Like Stacey Abrams wrote the book on the ground game, right? Like right. she redefined what that phrase meant. And, I just, I don't know. I haven't seen that from her or Kemp. And I don't know, maybe it's because Kemp had a pretty good term and he let everybody through COVID, you know, like, sure, they got the heartbeat bill going and abortions like the big rallying cry for Democrats. But man, I don't even hear that super often, you know, from Democratic people like, oh, yeah, we got to go vote so that Stacey Abrams can reverse George's heartbeat bill. And it's like, yeah. And, I, and I expect some big things out of Kemp in these next few weeks. Uh, obviously, we have the groundbreaking for the Hyundai plant here, which is a week from today, which will give him uh, quite a quite a boost. And uh, you got to think that he's going to announce the tax refund sometime between now and November the 8th, too, with, with that large surplus. So then the question becomes, what does Abrams have to counter with? Guessing not much. Yeah, and, and Kemp's also extended that uh, gas tax relief thing until yeah. I think like three days after the election again. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I think you can only do it five or six weeks at a time, but yeah, it's kind of a convenient timing for sure. So it always um, like a couple of days after. Not not like implying that it's malicious or that he's trying to buy right. votes or anything. I'm not David Perdue, but um, you know, it, it is true. <laughs> it's, it's like true. A it's true. So we think that campaign that race is 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 second fiddle quite frankly and now let's talk about what is probably third fiddle and that's SUS house race I know you and I and maybe we were naive in thinking that this was going to be really hot and heavily contested and everybody's going to be excited and finally we have somebody that that is well funded and and is a little bit uh, um, has a little bit broader appeal to run against Buddy Carter but we haven't seen it and uh, as you head into the debate today and tomorrow, what what can Wade Herring do or what what can Wade Herring do to kind of get his momentum going again? And what can Buddy Carter to do to basically stun it for Wade Herring? If I were his campaign manager, I would show him a recording of Herschel Walker at Friday's debate. And I'm like, that's you. Don't pull out a police badge, but that's you. <laughs> you have to go up there and you have to make Buddy Carter look like his a- bar license. <laughs> you have to say the words career politician at Buddy Carter. Buddy Carter has been in politics for 28 years, Congress since 2014. You have to go in and you have to be aggressive, Wade Herring. And that is not something Wade Herring, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him be, except for in the um, runoff. During the runoff against Joyce Griggs, right? Yeah. That is, yeah. Like that's the only time, though. I don't know. Wade's and when really, he wrote the op-ed, he wrote the op-ed saying Buddy needs to step down. I mean, yeah, but uh, writing need more of that. Yeah, you got to go up there and you got to be energetic. You, you can't be, you know, 
monotone. You can't the chillest be man in the world. In you got to shook that chillest man in America title off for today. Take off the crown, Wade. Like go in there and you got to be aggressive. You got to make Buddy Carter look like a DC elite. You got to make him look like Raphael Warnock looked after Herschel Walker got done with him. You know, like, um, like talk about his talk about his wealth gained in Congress. Talk about his net worth in 2014 versus 2022. Right? Like talk about January 6th. Talk about how he got rich. Talk about January 6th. You're going for the center. You gotta you gotta hit on center issues, right? Like uh, people don't like when politicians get rich. People don't like when, um, uh, well, I guess some people don't like when there's coups. You know, <laughs> you know, it's it, you gotta. I don't know. For Wade, that's it. But for Buddy, you just got to go up there and make Wade look like, you know, your typical Democrat. He just wants the same old, same old stuff, right? Like he wants he wants abortions for everybody. He wants them handing out abortions on the corner of 37th and MLK. You know what I mean? Like you got to – for Buddy, I think um, it's just about appearing more knowledgeable, being more knowledgeable and um, fending off any, any of those accusations that Wade hits you with. Um, which is tricky because you don't really know what Wade's going to come with besides January 6th. I don't, I don't actually know, you know, what the candidates questions for each. the first round. It's uh, me and Margaret Coker from the current uh, asking a question. Then the second round, they ask each other a question. And then it's just kind of like we, we pass it off until we run out of time. But yeah, I don't know for buddy. You just got to be on the defensive. You got to appear you know, Buddy has never, <laughs> Buddy's never lost an election in the last 28 years. He told me I, one time the last one he lost was class president. I don't even know if I can really give Buddy Carter any advice that he could use, right? right? right. Like he, yeah. he's done this before. He's just got to act like it today. And I think he'll be fine. And tomorrow, I guess. Cause and we've, like, we've heard on occasion, Buddy get kind of emotional and say some stuff. I can remember a political rewind episode. Um, and I, I can remember some town halls where you can get under his skin and you can get him to get kind of squeaky and get kind of talking real fast right. and, and look uh, and, and look just not appealing. I don't know that Wade Herring can pull that out of I saw it happen. The worst, the most berating I've ever seen Buddy Carter take and handle Um was at Bible Baptist Church. He came back for like a town hall. And I want to say it was the last one that he ever did here because what happened, it was pretty close after Trump got elected. Um, this was like uh, the, the collusion with Russia era. Um, and every like every like uh, super liberal person in Savannah, it seems like was packed into Bible Baptist church and they harangued buddy Carter. They asked him like, if your wife was raped, would you want her to be able to have an abortion? And I was like, and he answered it, dude, he answered it on stage. And I was to this day, that is the most I've ever seen, uh, you know, a, a federal, a federal representative take from an audience. It was insane what they threw at him that night. Um, but yeah, uh, and I, and even then he handled it right. I, I don't think it's easy to shake Buddy Carter either. I don't think that. I don't think. I think he's got probably a good answer prepared for Wade's January sixth challenge. Um, he's just. Well, if I were Buddy, I would just be like, listen. I'd say what he said before. Trump is right on policy, wrong on tone. You know, um, the insurrection was stupid, but you guys have used it as a political tool, right? Like it's. It's fairly predictable because he does stick to party line for the most part, but um, it, it it just 
for Wade, you got to really point out that he's just saying things that other people say. And for Buddy, you just got to make Wade look like, you know, just some other rich guy, right? Um, it's funny, in one of the campaign emails, uh, <laughs> he used our headline pretty much. He was like, uh, money is pouring in from everywhere to my well-funded opponent <laughs> and stuff, kind of like trying to paint Wade as like, I don't know, this um, uh, this answer to his quote unquote Trump surrogacy. Yeah. You know? Bernie Sanders, right? All the individual contributions. Oh, I don't know about Bernie Sanders. Wade's so sinner, <laughs> he makes Bernie Sanders look like I don't know. I, I don't have a good metaphor for that, but <laughs> that's it. Wade Wade is almost as far from Wade is closer to Buddy Carter than he is to Bernie Sanders, I think. <laughs> but that but that is a good segue because we can talk about the campaign contributions. Of course they became public on Saturday. Um Wade Herring is in seven figures. Um, I think uh, you and I just in talking thought he had to get at least to a million. And and I had other people uh, that are a little bit more politically savvy say he needed to get closer to 2 million and he's not there. And that's largely due to the fact that the party, so the democratic party of Georgia, the, the, the democratic national committee and all of the PACs aren't giving him any money. What was it the other day? Fifty three hundred dollars in his whole campaign. Five thousand three hundred dollars. I think I put in a newsletter story this morning. He didn't even get enough money from that to buy a used car. And, well, and the packs didn't give him enough money to put gas in the car. He could get, he could get a campaign bus from that for that price. I've heard. Um, yeah, from from Joyce Griggs. Um, slightly, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, that really that really tells the story, right? Because the only the only campaign collateral i've seen on wade's behalf one was from the georgia democratic party it was a mailer that talked about prescription drugs and, and buddies votes against that i'm sorry maybe that resonates a little bit but not very much and then an ad that that wade did that i think then the parties kind of pushed out on their channels along those same lines that has to tell you that the party doesn't think he's a serious candidate right yeah, I mean, I think, okay, so maybe not a serious candidate, but definitely an unproven one, um, because he isn't, right? He's got a gr- he's got a lot of support here in Savannah, but, mm-hmm. you know, having rich friends doesn't necessarily, does not a congressman make, right? Like, you, you're not going to win an election on that alone. You got to be able to use it, and he has, and we've written stories about, you know, what he's using the money for and stuff, and it's ads and advertising, getting around, paying his staff. Um, and that's the thing. He's spending all this money too, right? Like, it's not like he's just sitting on it. It's like, not a war chest for the 11th right. hour. He's spending it. Yeah. 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 Like, um, and I just looked it up, but he's got 1.8. Um, but, uh, it's, you know, it's mostly pack, right? It's there's, there's a good bit of individual. Actually, that's not true. Um, yeah, there's 800, 800 grand of buddies. 1.8 is individual contributions, mm-hmm. uh, weights, uh, 1.18, I think. Um, and other committee contributions and packs and loans is the other half of it, essentially. Um, so, like, in my eye, like, you got to think about it. What, what did Joyce Griggs have? It was like, Joyce Griggs and Lisa Rand, like, like, they had not even close to this. It was like 200K, oh, no. like 200K for Lisa Ring and 20. Yeah. And Griggs had what, what's in your wallet right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like, I, I don't know. Because we have reported on his money, because that does, to me, indicate serious candidacy. It's someone who is who is actively fundraising. Because you cannot raise one point, you know, one point two million dollars um, passively fundraising. You got to be out there. You got to be asking people. You got to be. You got to have consistent folks who are going to donate to you every time the the little uh, 
time period lapses, right? <laughs> and he's got that. You can go in his FEC filings and see if he's got that. Um, does that constitute votes in a largely in a in a you know this is also the first time we're seeing this run in these new uh, redrawn lines um, from right. uh, reapportionment. So it's like. I don't know. I don't know. Cause it, on paper, it got more Republican. The district did. So I don't know. He's going to have to pull a lot of centrists and there's going to have to be a lot of people sick of buddy Carter. And I'll be honest, I don't think enough people paid that much attention to the first district race to be that mad at buddy Carter. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. which, you know, is why Wade has been harping so hard on January 6th. He talks about it all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I, I kind of like went on. on, the, on the I thought it, coming into this, I thought Wade had a chance to get a lot more than the 42 percent that we've seen from recent candidates. As we sit here today, I don't know that that's the case anymore. And I guess we'll find out in a month. Yes, so. But, uh, and, and maybe some things change with this debate. And uh, all the best as you host this debate. You're your first year. I guess you're not the host, you're a panelist. Panelist, it counts. But your first ever, uh, your first ever experience with this. Yeah. But all the best, and we'll look forward to seeing you on television. Thanks, Will. Well, well, on YouTube, but you know, <laughs> you can put it on your TV. That's all for this edition of the Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Search The Commute with that Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns on Thursday. We'll talk to you then. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.